Hello and welcome to Drop the Mic Podcast, where we discuss technology, theology, and all things in between. I want to personally thank you for joining us today. Now sit back, relax, share this, engage with the podcast that's already in progress. God bless you. Take the time to understand what you're investing into. If you want to be heard with quality, invest into that. If you want to be seen with quality, invest into that. Um, And you don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. But what you do have to spend the money on is in the right places. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Church Podcast. My name's Aaron. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm not joined today by Neil Smith, but I am joined by one of my favorite guests to interview. He was a speaker at last year's Social Media Church Conference. He has been a guest on the podcast multiple times, and he's back again. We actually live really close to each other now, so this is a really exciting. We got to meet a few weeks ago, so if you follow me on Instagram or this person on Instagram, you know that. Uh, Or on Twitter, I guess, as well. Nils and I were kind of uh, blowing this particular individual up. Uh, I am joined today by one of my favorite humans on Earth, DK Hammond. Welcome to the podcast. What's good, my friend? You all right? (laughs) I'm all right. I know I'm not. I am not the lighter version or the darker version of Neil, but hopefully my presence will suffice. Your presence, you do have more degrees than Nils, though. I think. I I think. I don't know, maybe. I don't know how many degrees he has, but there's few people that have more degrees than you. Um, I love interviewing you. And for those of you uh, who have, uh, this is your first time encountering an interview with DK and myself. Uh, go back. Well, you don't have to go back, but you should, after you listen to this episode, go back and listen to our other one. This is going to feel a little bit different because DK is the master of all things, audio social. And we've talked about clubhouse on here. We've talked about Twitter spaces on here. Uh, and so the vibe and flow is a lot different than, uh, other podcasts. I don't, do you, DK, do you actually know why that is? Like, because podcasts have a certain type of flow and most podcasts you listen to, especially when it's an interview, but there's a different flavor and a different flow on social audio spaces. What What is that? Yeah, I think the different flow comes by way um, because in social, in podcasting, you're able to kind of plan or in social audio, you don't know who's coming into your room. It's going to add an additional value right. to these, uh, that you did not have. So quite naturally, it, it, while you attempt to plan in social audio, it's kind of hard to. You have to kind of really be on the fly and quick with it to kind of really engage the audience on that level, whereas podcasting, um, that's very different. So I think if we were to really just make it a baseline, what is different is in podcasting, you may have an audience, and in social audio, you will have that's an true. audience. That's true if you are engaging and, and willing. And that audience is going to give you the energy you need yep. to push and engage conversations. And, and speaking of social audio, here's a thing okay. that I will drop on here that probably has not been shared publicly. Ooh. And that is, yeah, it's free. I know we didn't even talk about that. Hey, no, that, that, that's the key. We've intentionally made this very, <laughs> very informal. There's more questions I want to ask about, by the way, but I can't wait to hear this. Here's, here's a free one. Uh, just today, Twitter 
just did a drop where they are moving a lot of their stuff to podcasting, which says one or two things that podcasting, as far as spaces is, is concerned, is changing to a podcasting metrics and model. Whereas before it was just a hot 24 hours. It's up. Now you can have live recording and potentially the podcasting methodology within Twitter happening very soon coming near you. You heard it here first. You didn't hear this from nobody else. Nobody else heard it here. What, what is it? August 26th, 2022. That's right. Uh, So if you're listening to this later, uh, now you'll learn that you should have subscribed to this podcast, should have got notified and should have listened to this straight away, especially when DK's on, on the mic. Uh, how, well, how did you find this out? People want to know. Well, I have a, there, there is an article that I just received today, uh, and I will quote the article because I want to make sure that I'm right. Uh, <laughs> fact, I'm fact check. Are there, are there fact checkers in, fact in the Twitter spaces? Oh, man, they, they are hideous <laughs> facts checkers. but it's, I think it's social media today and okay. I will send you the link um, just to we'll, share it out. We'll link fact, to it. I have it on my Twitter page. Okay. So if you follow me on Twitter, the link is up on Twitter already. Please go there. I am DK Hammonds and I'm going to quote it again uh, just, just so we can have it and we can move forward. I think that's important to have good information um, but very inf- information that you can follow. So social media today Quotes, Twitter rolls out podcasting in the spaces tab, expanding the audio content. Now, let me say this. They're not expanding the audio content. The audio content has always been there. They're giving the audio content a place to be archivable so that you can go back and retrieve the audio content. Most Most places and people aren't doing that. And the reason why that is, is because what social audio really is is a live version of podcasting. Yes. And so now those of us who do podcasting and want to take it to the Twitter metrics and really take it to the next notch, that's going to be able to roll out very soon. Okay. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to get this uh, little extra plug here. I'm holding my phone up to the screen. This is DK. And in case you missed it, he said, I am DK Hammond. You might've been like, well, yeah, I know you already introduced yourself. That's also his handle. That's, that's what he was dropping there. So go follow. I am DK Hammond. Uh, This is the article that he is talking about. So DK, in terms of, in terms of like strategy, as I'm just kind of like processing this is, is the, is Twitter hoping that you take the content you're creating on their platform, you rip it off and then you repost it as a podcast on like distributed and syndicated through your other networks, or they're just hoping that you have a unique content distribution on Twitter. That is a live kind of version of the podcast. I think most applications are moving to an arm of having the social media, social audio podcast, right? On their and platform. What is important on their platform. So let me give you an example of what we're talking about. If you're not watching, if you're watching Instagram, if you notice, you hear these nice, bold, preaching voices yeah. behind artful, creative sounds or pictures. But let me tell y'all something. Those are the preachers that you listen to or don't listen to every single day. Yep. And what is happening is they're taking those voices and those intellectual properties and they're using them and preachers aren't really being paid for it. 
nor are they speaking out about the misuse of their intellectual wow. property. I've seen this firsthand. Okay. Tell someone, us. And, and, and again, and again, it's it, when you can do the remixes, you're able to do it. But give the person credit yep. if you're taking or ripping off their voice likeness and putting it on your stuff. Person pulls up, have a full video of a preacher that I know. You can hear the video. You can hear the voice. It is their picture. They mean no harm intended, right? Yep. But they did not add that person's name potentially. I think they did. But others have not. Sure. Add their person's name or preacher's name who is actually doing that. Interesting. So to move it further in, in the social media audio space, now we as leaders have to protect our voices and intellectual properties and we probably have not have not been doing a good job of that because we want to share the gospel. I get that, but what happens when you're sharing the gospel and your video goes viral and that person is getting a fifty thousand dollar check all because you preach really well? That's right. Something. You're going to be a little tight, about <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. And you want to make sure <laughs> yeah. that you fix that. So, so what 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 Instagram, okay. what Facebook is doing is being able to use those social ideas because I'm telling you the voice. The power of voice is extremely powerful. Yes, it is. And if we use it correctly, we can impact, change, reach the lost, that those who want to be saved, etc. So the Twitter, so the Facebook, so all of that wants your intellectual property on their platform so that they can engage people at a different rate. So I, that's a long answer. Yep. But I think it's, it's the most important answer in the area of social media and social media. So when we're talking about uh, people, so, so are we talking about, so, so I'm tracking, uh, and probably some people listening, make sure they're tracking as well. So when we're talking about, you know, these people that are taking what is intellectual property, and if you're not protecting it, it's taken, we're talking about people creating videos off of yeah. content that's being posted, but potentially it's, it's better quality. Uh, and then it, it's redistributed on their own channel. And they're getting the attention, the views, which obviously we all understand how that could play out on YouTube. Um, although YouTube probably does a better job than the other places at regulating the intellectual property. Uh, but you're starting to see that happen on Instagram, where Joe Blow is taking, uh, where Joe Blow is taking a you know clip or whatever of, let's say, and, and we're going to get into this in a second. Pastor Tim Ross take takes his content redistributes it on his own channel on Instagram and then starts and they're getting paid for that. They're getting paid and they're getting the views and the likes. And so you got to understand the power of remixing videos now. Yes. So the remix of the video gets that person visibility, gets you visibility as well as your intellectual properties being used. So I've seen the voices of, let's say Michael Todd, we've seen Michael Todd voice used. Everywhere. everywhere now some preachers could say this is an evangelism tool doesn't matter to me i'm okay with that sure but then there's others of us that say hey man when i leave this earth yep that's all i got yep i want to recoup that and retrieve that so we so we have to be more aware and more conscious of how we use our intellectual properties you'll hear me say ip yep how we use our intellectual properties in these spaces and yes it is the gospel message to be preached However, it is your voice that's being stolen. Yes, that's right. And, and God, and bless D- you. And God <laughs> that's right. That's right. So is so is this solution? Is this a solution by Twitter to protect your IP? 
Uh, and how do we protect against voice IP? Yeah, yeah. that that's going to take a model decision. You got to say, do we care? Does it matter? Are we okay with that? And if we don't care, it doesn't matter. Then let it rip, take a chip. Right? Yep. Uh, but if we care and if it matters to us and we want to preserve that to some degree, then you go down the road of probably turning off the fact that you can have people remix your videos uh, or being a little bit more protective. Now, that's going to restrain or restrict to some degree, but you can ensure that nobody else can do it because you turned on those application people. Yes, that's right. Now, have you seen, uh, so we're thinking about Twitter. Have you seen these platforms uh, move in a direction where uh, they're just allowing you to use higher quality mics? Like like the, you're noticing that the, the sound quality on videos is being retained better going onto social media, just, just as people are understanding that social audio and the audio on videos is such a vital component of content. I think the consumer has gotten smarter. Yep. They see these mics, this equipment, the equipment is not expensive as money. Many people would think. Mm-hmm. And they are like, you know what? I'm going to take a dive out on this equipment. I'm going to get what I need. Cool. So what you're seeing is not necessarily improvement on the side of the bigger brand user. You're seeing the end user invest into the product itself into um, being and sounding great. Let me tell you something. If you want to get zero views, let me look right into yeah. my camera. <laughs> if you want to get zero views on your video, zero views on your podcast, let me show you the first way to do it. Bad quality sound, bad camera quality. That's it. Nobody is going to watch that. It's going to be tough to consume. And it's in that order. It's in that order, by the way. High def video, terrible audio, a terrible experience. We watch webcam, dashboard, you know, live videos all the time that are choppy and terrible. But if you can hear what's going on, heck, you can throw, why do we listen to podcasts, right? You can throw, you can throw the whole video out. And if the audio is good, we listen to phone recordings. We listen to, you know, all these things, right? So sound is the most important. The most important. See, it is. And in my experience, because I've, I've told and tinkered and played with this, uh, I had good camera quality at one point, but bad sound or in reverse. And so I really had to, for those who are thinking to get into social audio, social media and social, just the creative space that way, take the time to understand what you're investing into. If you want to be heard with quality, invest into that. Yep. If you want to be seen with quality, invest into that. Um, And you don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. But what you do have to spend the money on is in the right places. And if you're not spending the money in the right places, please don't expect that product to be consumable by the end. Yes. So free game right here. What? So you've been working, and this is something we're going to dive further into. This is the first time you've had a full-time job working for a church. You're at Embassy City with Pastor Tim Ross, yep. incredible media. I mean, if you if people have not been seeing Pastor Tim on YouTube and on Instagram in the past three months, yep. you haven't opened the app on your yep. phone. Um, I'm just going to be crystal clear about that. So what what are those steps 
uh, like those practical steps of like investing the money in the right places. Because it, yeah, the, the barrier to entry is not like monetary is not an excuse anymore. It, it's it, that's not a barrier to entry, but you want to make sure that the resources you are spending are in the right spot. So, so for representing a church that does media really well, being a person, uh, personally, not just professionally that does media really well, what, where for, for the pastors who are listening, where is that right spot? Kind of a, a checklist of where to check and see if we're spending the money in the right spots. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so yes, I, I have been blessed to work for Embassy City uh, for the last year. And now I didn't come into Embassy City not already being a creative right. or already occupying the space. I came in with already a working knowledge of how to do these yep. things, right? And so I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you my experience, what I've seen work, and what I've seen equally translate on both sides. I think that's gonna be yeah. important. So from a personal level, I started out with an audio technica. No, 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 back up. I started out podcasting to some degree in 2007. Put me on record. 2007. Check me out. 2007, I was putting sermons on Apple and through a Podomatic. I was putting sermons up that way in 2007, where you had to actually route it through an RSS feed. Okay, you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it, it had, here first on the Social Media Church podcast. Was DK Hammond putting podcasts up on Apple before Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill? It's very well possible. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I got the numbers, brother. I could show you um, those numbers. And I was putting up because I was playing with it and I was intrigued yep. by it because I knew in five to 10 years, this is probably where we're going, right? And so the first thing that I invested in was a USB snowball mic. Okay. I'm going to Google USB one of the snowball first investments mic. Of I still have it actually. It's a little white snowball mic. What I bought first. You got it still. And then I was, I still. The people want to see. Like, we got it. We got to get people to the YouTube channel. You got it right next to you. Oh, he was prepped and ready. Oh, DK. This is why you got to watch these podcasts on YouTube. If you haven't started watching on YouTube yet, you got to hit that subscribe button. High quality content. Got the shorts. Way. Okay. I do have. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna Google it so the people so the people know. Don't worry. You a snowball mic is what I started out with. And oh I yeah. Sat, I took sermons, I uploaded sermons onto Podomatic. Podomatic was my distributor, and we would distribute it all of the stuff it looked like to that? the actual channels. I, it looked exactly like that. I actually stopped. I stopped doing it. I'm not going to worry about it because you're going to get me off, off track. <laughs> I stopped doing it because I really got discouraged because I felt like people, I felt like I, my voice is annoying. People weren't listening to me. It didn't get the traction hmm. that it needed to get. So I just stopped cold turkey, right? Picked it back up again. Started back with an audio technical mic that I bought at a pawn shop. Wow. Let me say this. You do not have to go and spend yeah. outright and buy these ginormous microphones and things of that nature, especially if you don't want to invest in it to a long term. Yep. Some of y'all are buying, you know, uh, SM750 Sure mics, and you're only going to podcast for 10 episodes, yep. right? That that investment does not line up to the ROI. Yep. So 
I moved from that. I stopped again. Discouraged, like nobody's listening to me. I started buying cameras. I started taking pictures. I started investing. I started getting the knowledge of how cameras work. I started buying lighting. I went from lighting and I went back and said, you know what? My problem was not the equipment. My problem was I never was truly all in mm. yet. And I was, and if I wasn't willing to make that investment to go all in, then I was going to keep on getting this stuff that didn't necessarily meet my standard, yep. right? So insert, insert social audio. Now Clubhouse is popping. Nobody on Clubhouse has music. I am one of the first people on Clubhouse to have music playing in Clubhouse. Okay. Nobody on, nobody in Twitter Spaces had music. It was me and like two or three other DJs. We were one of the first people in Twitter spaces to DJ the space. And then I knew I have something different that nobody mm. else has. So I went back to a different pawn shop and I bought me a 14 channel mixer board. Look at that. That worked, that could equally work with that USB and or an XLR. Okay. I ran this mixer board with two cords. I can't get them because they're on my desk. Two cords. And in these two cords, I ran them through this little piece right here that allowed me to run my music through an iPad. Wow. Okay. So I took that and said, okay, if that works and sounds good, yep. people enjoy it. Crowd loves it. Full stop. When am I going to truly invest in me? Yeah. Insert. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, had a little bit of a technical difficulty. And DK, I feel like you can't be talking about technicalities when you have, <laughs> uh, or you can't be you can't be talking about technology without uh, something something happening. So you're talking about investing in yourself and getting the right equipment. And once you discovered the play, sure. then it was about investing in yourself. Absolutely, man. And, and what I what I discovered very quickly is that. I had something to say and I had something to add and it was time to kind of push all in with it. And I was willing to make that investment in myself uh, and others around me. And so once I did that and, just, and really at that point, all the stuff that I had been tinkering with had just started coming together. I got the right type of desk. I had the right type of lighting poles, everything to start coming together because I was willing to take that investment in myself and really pour into me and, and real because I had done this I have done the 10,000 hours I've done the work I knew how to set it up I knew how to run it I what I was you know really afraid of is making the larger investment yes. that would really separate me from the pack and so once I did that and I would say then I, I was I would able say to kind of, just adding on that yeah. like uh you knew that you had the good, the good content, you knew that you could deliver the content. And I would say the advantage, not everybody has that, that enters the podcasting game, but I think the audience we're talking to, you know, you have that because you're producing a piece of content once a week, an hour long every week. And if you're not tracking with me, that's the sermon that I'm talking about. And you have people that show up to hear it. Uh, and so we're talking to content creators. And I think often pastors forget that they are content creators and there's an audience that wants to hear that message. Now, what we're doing with our content and the motivation for what we hope people, you know, there's a difference between preaching and teaching uh, and those sorts of things. But 
our and, and the motivation behind the content we're putting out. However, um, this we're talking to people that should be investing in themselves because they are gifted in some type of way at communicating. Or if you're the person charged with capturing, distributing, uh, or producing that content for your pastor, the same is true. You are needing to support them with the appropriate tools and equipment in order to capture that message that's coming out once a week. And there's just more and more ways. I feel like every day that we get to distribute those things, social media being one of those things, podcasting being one of those things. And now we're talking about social audio and how do we leverage that? So DK, I'm curious, I want to hear about, um, I think, I think we're probably going to cover two more things, uh, in this session. And then we're going to, then we're going to hop in another, uh, do, do another podcast. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to become more of a regular thing. But what I'm curious about is how has Pastor Tim recognized about himself, hey, I'm kind of a content creator and started to double down on that? Yeah, man. Um, without, sure. without going into too much detail, let me just tell, tell you what I've seen from the outside looking in and give you my opinion uh, on that. Because I'm sure... Tim Ross could easily yes. speak. Well, hey, if we if we can have that, we would love to have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I want to give you my... I'm a, yeah, I'll give you my opinion on what I've seen. Tim has been, in some shape, form, or fashion, has been a dynamic communicator yep. for a while. Um, and he's done it in such a way that has impacted so many people across the international spectrum that it was only right and fitting for his next step to be a step in a place that he felt was safe and comfortable. You know, being a preacher in these times is a dangerous business, right? Um, but if you get into a safe space where you can convey the message that you've been trying to do, it only makes sense. And so let me say this to that. So having that conversation, having internal stuff, and now it's just like, it makes sense. Man, take the leap. It, you're, it's, it's only right. It's the right time. It's yep. the right avenue. Take the leap. Took the leap. And, and we see this synergy that both impacts yep. Tim's YouTube page. That's right. And Embassy City Church as a collective. So here, here is the message I want to convey from sure. that lesson. And there's more lessons that we can kind of get into without yep. you know me trying to speak to him because I'm not going to do that. But here's the lesson. The lesson that it taught me was as pastors, sometimes we forget that we are natural born communicators. And podcasting only makes sense when you want to convey ideas that may be radicalized in the pulpit. You can say them, <laughs> sorry, you can here. say them as a podcaster. Yep. Right. You can say them as a podcaster. There's certain things I can yes. say as a podcaster that I can't say as a pastor. And there's certain things I can say as a pastor that I can't say as a podcaster. I do have more intellectual freedom as a podcaster to say the things that other people will not say. However, it is dangerous for me to say things like that in the pulpit yes. without further clarity, further context, 
written statements, et cetera, et cetera. Podcast says, read the yep. watch the whole video and you're good. So for a leader, if you're not podcasting, then I would say your sermon only exists for about 48 hours. If you podcast on a Wednesday, high noon, nine o'clock, whatever the case may be, now this sermon that was once preached on Sunday, we get to come back around on Wednesday, talk more about that message or more about whatever content we want to talk about, and the conversation about the gospel continues not just for 48, for a weekend, for two weeks, for three weeks. We're expanding the knowledge pool of information that we are giving to people. Pastor, I know you're saying, well, what will people say? Hey, man, at some point, you got to ask yourself the question. Do I really care what people think? Yes. Or is it just me? And usually it's just us in our own way. Right. That doesn't mean that Pastor Tim Ross wasn't nervous. If you go back and read it, listen to his last podcast, he tells you, man, I was nervous about doing this podcast because I was afraid of what people would say or if y'all wanted to cancel me. Well, guess what? It's hard to cancel people on a podcasting right. platform that they pay for. <laughs> you, you can't. What are you going to say? Right. I'm yeah. not in here cussing people out, not being disrespectful. You can't do that. This person exactly. now has a platform to say what they want to say. Now, if somebody takes that to the far yep. right, they radicalize that voice. And that, that voice can become something else. But if somebody is doing it for God to uplift the name of Jesus, then this voice is going to reverberate from, from urban right. Texas across the globe. Yeah, that, and that's what so you're much saying. Of that is, is so well said. Um, and I think really important and, and being social media church podcast, uh, thinking about social media and that you need to speak differently based on the stage that you're standing on. And no one stage is the silver bullet where you get to do everything. And uh, gone are the days. Uh, now, now, before I finish that thought, what we're not saying is, okay, we need to stop taking everything that Pastor Tim's doing in the pulpit, chopping it up, redistributing it on social media. No, that is not what I'm saying. Uh, nor am I saying that his podcast only needs to live in that one little vein of podcast. Still do the distribution strategy. Take that one piece of content, chop it up, play, place it everywhere. But when that content, people are now understanding what was the context to which this was being created. Oh, the dude's in a basement. He's, he's this... If you're not familiar, just you need to Google uh, Tim Ross. If you, if you have no idea what we're talking about, this is you're welcome. Uh, I'm just going to say that uh, you're in a basement. You understand it's a podcast. Everybody understands what's a, what a podcast is, and they understand the origination of that piece of content. Really important. People also understand the origination of a message. Somebody standing on stage representing the Bible, the name of Jesus. We always are right. So don't don't hear what I'm not saying. We always are. But in that place in time, predominantly, you are representing the Bible and Jesus. And that is not your time to talk about what you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it is a time That's right. of 
and, and that's and I, that's what I'm saying. There, there's somebody else that I need to have on this podcast. Uh, he's not in this space, but he has a great understanding of media. His name is Garland. Actually, DK, this is a side thing. We, we just need to get together with Garland. Uh, he lives uh, here locally. Garland is also gotcha. uh, decorated in degrees. Uh, and Garland and I have had lots of these conversations, but he, he likes to point out there's a difference between preaching and teaching. The goal is different, what you're trying to get the audience to do. And so yes. I'm not going to go into that here because that's, that's, that's a class. If you, if you want to learn the difference, you can Google that stuff. It's the beauty of the internet. Uh, welcome to 2022. But what I do want to point out is you do need to understand where is this piece of content originating? And when you get canceled to your point, DK, people, and this is not a statement on canceling or not canceling. This is a statement on there has been research done on the origination of where was this spoken and into what mic was this spoken into because whether we want to be transparent Absolutely. or not, we live in a world that gives people access to a lot of transparency, whether you give them that permission or not. So we say all this to say, uh, don't be scared. Um, understand which platforms is appropriate and understand, uh, and I'm speaking to the pastors and content creators here, you probably need more spaces than just your weekend stage to deliver on your role in pastoring and shepherding the people. And the podcast, a podcast, whatever that may be, you don't have to do what Tim is doing. You don't even have to talk about necessarily anything that's controversial, but it gives you another touch point throughout the week to disciple and to walk your people through. And so DK, I just, I'm curious as we kind of wrap this up, uh, is social audio dead? Yeah. Because we haven't, we haven't heard about clubhouse. We don't, I don't even know how clubhouse is doing to be honest, that, that we, that, that wave came and gone. Obviously we're talking about an article that's talking about what Twitter is doing with social audio. A lot of people still feel like Twitter is dead. All the stuff with Elon, uh, kind of fell through X, Y, Z. I love Twitter. You love Twitter. So there's a little bit of bias here, but what is the state of social audio? Yep. Not necessarily just podcasting, but the state of social audio. Man, that's, that's a riveting question. <clears throat> I would say social. So let, where did yeah. really social audio begin? Yes. In radio. Okay. So radio has Facts. stood the test of time to some degree and has now, it, it now is still existing and is still a primary That's voice right. that people reach out to. What, what I think is the natural metamorphosis to podcasting is social audio because it, it allows us to be less on the production side to get you content yes. right now, right here. Do I think that it is dead? No, I don't. I think that what we're, what we're witnessing is the reimagination of social yes. audio in the digital world. That word reimagination kind of causes trepidation in a lot of people's minds. Because if I, if I had time, and I'm gonna go on record saying this, we're reimagining yeah, that's what right. online ministry looks like because it doesn't look the same that it looked like last year. And so we have to be honest with ourselves when these things are being reimagined. Are we at the front of the curve or at the back of the curve? And then how can we get into the flow 
where yes. it just feels right for us. Pastor, leader, if I'm you, take my method. Take all of your sermons and put them in the podcast. And then go in there once a month and talk. Here's what it really is. A lot of leaders really hate to hear themselves talk. Yep. Right? This, this forces you to be interactive with no amens, with no confirmation that we're on the right track. You have to be able to create when there's nothing in your ear yes. confirming to. and affirming what have you're to. doing. Yes, it is. That is the difference. And so there, there are some of us who can create that. Okay, let us do that. Yep. We may be able to help you. Let's partner. Um, but it, but if not, let's not get mad at each other. Let's let's push each other more so that that's, we can help each other. So good. Over, yeah, over, I'm. Over. I couldn't I agree more. And I do think there's a valuable skill that um, all of us had to learn during uh, COVID, particularly when you're talking mm -hmm. to a camera, and there's mm -hmm. and, and and the camera people that are running it mm -hmm. aren't trained to give you response and engage, not ver not verbally, but but visually, and and all the pastors that walked through 2020. Uh, that had to regularly teach understood this, it, but but it strengthened a muscle that actually allows you to uh, deliver and communicate better when you do have an audience. Um, and so I I think it, so right. one of the things that I want to hear your take on DK is um, it, it, as it pertains to this conversation of starting a podcast and investing in social audio because I agree a hundred percent. What would you say is the ROI? and the appropriate thing to measure when you're creating a podcast, because it cannot be, it cannot be listens because we're not talking about you're you're not going to be competing with Joe Rogan. You're not even going to be competing with Tim Ross. I'm going to be, I'm just going to be crystal clear. You're not, and that's okay. It, but that's, but also Tim's not doing it because he has 59,000 subscribers on his basement podcast, YouTube channel. You know, there, there, there's a, there's a different metric on ROI and I'm kind of leading to it, but I, I want to hear from you, DK, what should be the encouragement that this is time well spent as maybe one of our listeners decides, yep, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things. Um, I had to because I had potentially I could have had brand deals with Twitter okay. in the social casual flex. Space. Um, because I, yeah, that's it. Argue with the truth. No, you keep you keep <laughs> speaking. Uh, <laughs> um, and and what happened was the crew that I was running with kind of fell apart, which which left me. In a very uh, in a very cloudy situation, right? My little crew that I was running with, we were doing good, and we were almost there, but we could have got the brand deals and the financial income in through. And I say that because mm. if you're doing it to get paid, yes. you're doing it for the wrong reason. If you're doing it because you love it and you love to communicate, and you love God's people in that area, then you have the right motive. So the answer to the return on investment is linked to the motive of your heart. No, be and deep. I, I hate to be deep about This is that. good. This is so good, DK. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm being very honest. Like, what really 
brings me to this microphone to encourage y'all is not that I want to do it because I do not want to do it. It is the fact that I have an inside motivator that is pushing me to encourage you this way. Here's the second piece to that. With that crew, I found out how Ooh. much fun I wasn't having. And so for me in social media, if I'm not having fun, that's right. It's not worth the money. It, the money doesn't matter to me, right? I want to be able to have fun and do things that is engaging to me that makes sense. And God will supply all the other streams and avenues and resources that I need. But most importantly, I am engaging and having fun. So those are the two returns on investment. If you're getting into it like, hey, man, we can make a quick thousand bucks. Yeah, I can show you how to get brand investments and all that kind of stuff. That stuff means nothing to me. What means something to me is when I open up my Instagram and say, hey, man, that's 60 yep. seconds of encouragement. You just blessed me with it. Hey, man, that podcast, uh, you blessed me with. I did a podcast just out the blue on a Friday at noon, 15 downloads before, yep. you know, 12 o'clock. Right. I didn't do that because I want I felt led to do it. So here you go. I'm going to do it and hit, let's do it. So th those are the two things. you got to have fun with it. Money cannot be your motivator. And you got to have That's the right. right motive and heart to do this thing, period. Totally. If you don't have yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. You, you here's cool. our permission to not do it. I, well, uh, I think what's great about this, if you've heard one thing from this episode, it is uh, motivation matters. Jesus spoke on this. It's littered in the Bible. Uh, and that comes from Absolutely. the inside and then mm -hmm. works out. Uh, it doesn't start on the outside and go in. And so, um, yeah. I do think that y our yeah. listeners have an opportunity right now, DK, thanks to your wise words of, of wisdom to evaluate even the motivation of why do we step in the pulpit? Uh, is it to get, is it to please the donors? Is it to, mm -hmm. you know, so that, you know, we continue to get paid. Is it to preach the word of God? Is it, and, and what brought you in there in the first place? And so I hope this is an opportunity for you to evaluate your call. Uh, and then recognize that if you are called to communicate and, and, and disciple and lead a church, that your only window is no longer on Sunday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We live in 2022. Uh, your only window is not just on stage at Sunday because you can have an audience uh, and pastor and shepherd all week long uh, with content because there's lots of different stages now, to your point, DK. And so uh, I would challenge you. Yeah, of course. So can I say this, man? Can, can I add to that point? Here's the point. Let's talk about the streams of communication that a pastor yep. has at his or her disposal. Number one, you do have the pulpit. It is your primary stream for some of you to communicate what God is saying through you. Number yeah. two, you have certain newsletters. Number right. three, you have text messaging apparatuses. Number four, you have social media that you can use, cut videos, cut things and all of that and distribute that. Number five would be getting connected with somebody like a social media yeah. church who may be able to promote that or whatever, or TBN, et cetera. And so now your streams of income, or I would say streams of intellectual property can be distributed amongst those. So your Sunday can last as long as you would like for that moment too, if you're willing to put forth the That's investment and have the right Boom. motive about it. Boom. That's and so, uh, yeah, mic drop. 
we, we cannot evaluate success based on, is this bringing in more dollars? Um, that cannot solely. Now there's, I understand no. you, you, you know, this requires, we talked about things that require money. I understand that. Uh, that cannot be the sole motivator. Uh, or, and of if you course. want that to be the sole motivator, leave the nonprofit church space and go for a for-profit job and be a CEO. Um, that, that, that could be, that could be the harsh truth, but uh, I know that our listenership is a bunch of people, uh, leaders of churches, people that are helping their leaders lead churches, uh, who are like-minded in this, uh, and desire to see the gospel go far and wide, uh, and deep. And we just gave you a great opportunity through podcasting to go deeper, uh, than just how you're able to go on the weekend, uh, with a different lens. Uh, which is what, what, what brings that depth. So uh, there's, I know that there's another podcast in here uh, as, especially as some of that stuff on Twitter develops DK um, and uh, probably many more uh, to come as we uh, continue to uh, deliver great audio content through the social media church podcast. Also great video content. DK has got the Lakers hat on today and, and, and that's, and that's honoring of uh, one of the former co-hosts of our podcast, Jay Cranda. Uh, who actually may have had that exact hat uh, on uh, on a few different episodes. It's for sure Lakers hat. He lives in LA though, so there's a. What, okay, we're gonna end with this. What? Why? Are, why the Lakers? How? How, how is this? How, how are you, Lakers guy in Irving, Texas? Man, I've been a Laker fan um, since Michael Thompson, Kurt Rambis, the Forum. You know, I've been a Laker fan when the Lakers were losing, not winning all the time. Uh, and so the purple and gold always moved me. I used to have the purple Ooh. and gold satin jacket with the Laker emblem on the left side, the dope starter jacket. I had that. And so I've been a Laker fan my entire life. And I'm, you know, originally from Little Rock, so we don't have a pro team. So I've always... You know, we only had like five teams that would come on in ABC to watch on a Sunday afternoon. So the team that I was watching yep. every Sunday was, you know who, the L.A. Lakers with Magic and the whole entire crew from Vlade Divas to J.R. Ryder to, you know, I could go on and on. So I'm not a regular, I'm not yes. a LeBron fan. I am a Laker fan. Yes, and I just want to clear that up. Let, let, let all the people know. Mm-hmm. A day day one for DK from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, that was before the streaming days. Some people are like, ABC, what are you talking about? That is a television network, uh, everybody. Oh, <laughs> That's a television yes. network. Um, and yes. it used to be one of four, right? Uh, not not very many channels, right? And you're scrolling through the network. So yep, absolutely. Uh, love it. Love how far we've yep. come. DK, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for investing in this audience. Uh, as always, this is a great conversation. Thanks for just hanging out with me. Honestly, uh, we don't care if any of you listen to this, uh, this was fun for us and I learned things. Um, but if you would be so kind as a listener, if you haven't yet subscribed, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, this would be a great time to do that. You actually help increase the chances that we're going to connect with somebody who is searching for conversations just like this when you hit subscribe. And then if you want to go one step further, you can leave a review that helps us as well. Uh, but until next time, I'm Aaron. That was DK. Go give him a follow on all the social networks. All of his information is in the description of this episode. Please. And we will catch you again on the next episode.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My hope is that the podcast added value to your life. Please, please, please subscribe from your favorite application. Leave us a review and even follow us on YouTube for your up-to-date information. Thank you. Peace.